Welcome back to the Ultimate Playlist Podcast full of choice tracks. I'm Taj. I'm Laura. Oh, wow. Laura's on, still here. Who was on, awesome. on mute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'm still Damon. And I'm Dietrich. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's perfect. Yeah. All right. Cool, I mean, cool. it, not high pitch, but I felt the energy. It, it was there. Yeah. I, I like it. So. <laughs> I know you were not critiquing the high pitch. <laughs> I, well, this is Trace Tracks, folks. Um, we have uh, side A, where we cover a theme, and then side B, where we do kind of like an album review, where we made all the other hosts listen to it, uh, listen to the album. Um, so uh, first and foremost, let's welcome back Laura. Thank you for joining us again. Uh, it looks like we survived Halloween, so we're in November. Um, well, hopefully everyone survived. Yes, thank you so much <laughs> for having me here. I I'm loving it. So, okay. And, and I should be getting snow anytime soon, sometime in November, but yeah. So at least I, I got tons of leaves to clean up. That's for sure. So, uh, but, um, anyways, uh, th- we're going to go ahead and drop the needle on side A. Right, so, um, like I said, on side A, we normally do a theme. Uh, so this week, uh, theme is kind of, um, a weird one, but luckily everybody understood it because I knew it was a weird thing. Um, I picked the theme of turn of phrase, meaning that it's a song that's lyrics is uses a common turn of phrase. Um, the main reason I picked it was because I wanted to shoehorn in this one song. Um, so this is a song that uh, I did not find myself. Uh, somehow my kids found it and it's a song that they love and it's a song that they try and sing uh, on their own. They can actually do most of it on their own when it plays even the really super fast part at the end. Um, but it's just, it's a cool, awesome song. It's an earworm gets in your ear. Um, but I picked the song World's Smallest Violin by AJR. The world's smallest violin really needs an audience. So if I do not find somebody soon, All right, so this song uh, actually was released in March of 2021. Um, and so it... What's interesting is like having listened to it with like new eyes because like I had heard it before and I liked it and I liked the concept like just playing with it like hey let me play my world's smallest violin. Um, when you listen back on it and like really think on what it's saying, it's saying like you know j- just let me complain. Like I-, I know it's nowhere close to I lost a leg or I fought World War Two or anything like that. But it's like you know everybody needs to blow off some steam and complain about stuff. Um, I actually went and watched the music video for the first time before um, recording, and it's an interesting music video. It's just three guys um, in a room, but it's interesting that they, you can tell it's like a full CGI background, uh, and they just have crazy stuff happen. Like an ostrich walks through, stuff falls off the walls. At one point, you know, a window opens and play papers go flying through the room, and so, like, earthquake happens. Like, all this stuff kind of slowly builds up, uh, but yeah, it. It just, I liked, you know, it's not when those, I've heard plenty of times people tell me, you know, here's the world's tiny violin. Uh, but, you know, it was interesting to kind of 
somebody take a song and turn it on its head and be like, all right, I do have the world's smallest violin, but I still want to be heard. <laughs> and, and that's what I like about the song. So, yeah. What did you guys think? The fact that you said, you know, you discovered this from your kids. Um, you're like, oh, they heard it somewhere. <laughs> um, I guarantee you they heard it on TikTok. Um, it, this song went viral on TikTok and people were using this audio very specifically the last snippet of this song they were using that um to create videos for quite a while it was a, it was a trend so i'm i don't know do your do your kids tiktok at all uh no it, they're, they're kind of younger so uh one's ah, in, okay it, one's in middle school so she has a phone but not all the time type of thing so it's actually yeah. probably good that she's not on tiktok then but maybe <laughs> right. she has some friends that are but um but yeah this song was definitely really popular um on tiktok it was it's funny i had never heard it in in its entirety until um you know prepping for this episode so that actually is kind of cool you know i've actually listened to the full song um it was it was kind of whimsical which was super fun oh thank you you're welcome yeah, I think it has a, a, a they might be giants kind of sound, which exactly. I know that's definitely a Taj like yeah favorite. <laughs> it's one of your one of your favorites or yep. style of music, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I can see how this could appeal to the younger crowd for sure. It with that being said, it doesn't really appeal to me as much because of that. Like, not that it's bad, but it's not something I would like gravitate to. But if I heard it on the radio or something, you know, I could definitely like I wouldn't turn it off <laughs> uh but yeah like like the lyrics are are thoughtful um it's it's fun it's funny yeah i could definitely get on board with that so that's that's a good pick for you and i think it was a good share um yeah, yeah. i didn't feel like it was too bubblegummy i i felt like it was it's kind of yeah. bubblegummy but not like you know kind of like a icebreakers bubblegum not like a <laughs> juicy fruit bubblegum <laughs> It's definitely a good feel song. And um, I think one of my favorite parts of it, you know, because it's so lighthearted and um, in the tones that it chooses. But um, I liked that part where, you know, it kind of slows down and then it speeds back up. To me, I really like it when songs kind of take you on that journey. Like, you know, even if it's like a metal song or something and, you know, the the beat drops all of a sudden and then it just goes crazy. Huge fan of that. So um, that that was a cool part of the song, too. What's a vaping friend? I'm getting me. Anytime you have a changeover in, in track or, or right. change in position of the track, you know, I, I, I like those. I like the, the segmented parts. You can tell that somebody's actually paid attention to how they want to flow and, and want to change up, you know, the, the um, definitely change up the, the feel of the track. This is a feel good track. Taj, this is right up your alley. Um, <laughs> and it's not a knock this time. This time it's not a knock. It's actually, you know, one of those to start off, um, start off strong on the episode. What I will say is I think Damon didn't really allude to this, but I really kind of took it that far. Like I took it as I, I could hear like five different bands within this. Mm. Sound wise. You know, sound wise and quality and the tone in which it came out. 
this particular song. Like I can hear five other bands like singing a song and we come across the same way. Um, so that that's one thing that I, I was kind of like trying to figure out exactly. I don't want to say name names because I don't want to put anybody in the box, but it's it's that type of feel where it's like it it can go across a couple of different bands and it would it would have that same little touch to it. It wouldn't necessarily be the same sprinkle on right. there, but but you know the feeling would, would pretty much be on the same frequency. So I'm not gonna say I, I hate it by any means. I definitely like it, and I like it the fact that you picked the Taj because I'm kind of scared of your picks every once in a while. <laughs> This situation, I, I think you hit the nail on it, so I'm not sure. A good, a good question for you, Dietrich, with this one, because of, like, your audio production background and everything, would be, like, was that auto-tune? Was there some auto-tune in there? Yeah, I, I'm not, not a huge fan of auto-tune, but, you know, and so when that, I tend to kind of pick up a little bit of that. I'm like, oh, I don't know. So so that was auto-tune. Yes, there's auto-tune, there's synthesized. There's, it's the track was produced, and we'll put it like that. There was definitely elements laid on top of it, but um, it, it kind of went into the feel of the track, that I will say. You know, it added the flavor it did not take away from, whereas some, some tracks, you know, Anytime you throw on auto tune, auto tune was never meant to be uh, this, you know, coagulated feel to go across the top and, and eject, you know, that agitated situation that happens in between the the, uh, the actual voice pitch. It was never meant to be on that pitch band. The pitch band is actually supposed to be wrong. You're not supposed to have a pitch band at all in auto tune. It's supposed to correct every note and then anything that is pitch band outside of that. That's where the editor would go back in and bring it back into where it's supposed to be. Um, but you know, everybody just kind of like that metallic sound, so they threw it off. In the bunch and someone can some can fade it in the back you can throw a limiter on top and it would definitely hit that that tone of where you want it to be and in this case that's what they did and it actually added volume to the track whereas other parts it would have taken it away okay i did not know that that's cool so all right well uh we're gonna go ahead and keep on going since we already saw the world's smallest violin violin well we're going to the next one uh Dietrich, what did uh you pick for turn of phrase. Uh, I'm gonna just keep it straight with you. I'm not even gonna go into a whole big spiel. Uh, I'm just gonna throw that song and album out there, or just the song itself in the group. Uh, the group is Pretty Jane and the Magazines. Um, they're a newish band. Um, I definitely love. They just released the song like on October 13th, so they're definitely you know kicking out tracks here and there. Um, but this one came out I believe April, and it's, it's called Shotgun Wedding. Um, and you know, it was just to me that term itself is just so it has so much behind it. Um, when you say shotgun wedding and, and what that actually comes from and, and, and you know what that represents, you know, as far as like the back of the day it was, you know, you knock up my daughter, guess what? You're getting married. <laughs> <laughs> You got to run and I got something to your back that's going to pull a couple of slugs in and you're not going to be able to do nothing. But now, you know, they kind of use it as a, hey, just kind of throwing it out there. Um, You know, you're here, I'm here. We're having the time of our life. Fuck it, let's just throw it to the wind and see what happens. Get married in your parents' basement. So, you know, that's, that's pretty much that in a nutshell. So what do y'all think about uh, the sound? What do you think about the band, Pretty Jane in the magazines, the trio, and just the overall feel? I love their album cover, by the way, because they got some crazy stuff on there. It's like old school pictures, but in a demented way. <laughs> yeah. Chick flying into the dude with her, like you can see like her underwear or whatever. Like that's that she's just leaping into the, <laughs> is that the shotgun wedding? I guess it does yeah. kind of depict like crazy people getting married in their parents' basement or something. I don't know. 
That's very 70s looking, maybe 80s, but yeah. Good sound, for sure. Their sound isn't 70s or 80s. It's definitely like a 90s to early 2000s sound, but that's newer, for sure, right? This is a newer band. Yes. Yeah. I I had never heard of this band, and I'm surprised because... I think most of the time I've heard of a band, if I don't know their music, at least I know who they are. Um, but this would be a good live band, I'm sure. I could tell. I, I like I like the sound from this song. I want to hear more. So cool. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely like this too. And um, to me, this is also a new one for me. For me, like you know, Pretty Jane in the magazines. That is already kind of a cool band name. Um, You know, I was, I was intrigued. I was like, man, what is this going to be? And then, you know, I get into it, of course, never having heard any of uh, their stuff before. And I was like, Ooh, it's, it's upbeat. Like it, at one point, like, I don't know why it kind of felt like an anthem. And then I'm like, this is indie. Um, I can, I can definitely tell, but I went back and listened um, immediately to this one a second time. And it was like, I, I was trying to figure it out, but it was like both retro and modern almost simultaneously. It's like I was, I was getting these older, older vibes, you know, so there's probably a, a lot of people that love retro music that would enjoy this. Um, but I just, I also love that it felt relevant too. you know, this, it felt like new music as well. So um, I really liked it. I really liked it. This was a good pick. Yeah, it's like a, this sounds kind of like Vampire Weekend a little bit. They have an album too called Father of the, Father of the Bride. So this is right. the sound from that album, not their earlier stuff. The same genre, I think. It, well, I, I kind of felt like, I mean, I had never heard it before and I liked it. Uh, it, it kind of reminded me of like new Mumford and Sons, not the first, like the, the modern Mumford and Sons. Like, but I mean, it, I enjoyed it for, yeah. for sure for, for what was. And, um, yeah, it's, it goes along with you, Mr. Summer. Like it, it's that summer vibe, right? So it, it, and especially if you watch the, the music video for this, like it's, you know, it's not a lot of them in the basement. It's like them at a party and then they go out and then they're cruising in a car and then they find a drum set with like guitars and everything on the beach. And then it's them like just playing and rocking out, singing out to the or- ocean and you're like yeah that's a good summer you know <laughs> go to a house house party then go cruising and then you know just scream into the void so yeah garden yeah, state all over again Beck, like cloned himself twice and you could have three becks and they all decided to form a band <laughs> oh man i love Beck. yeah so. i could i could totally see the summer vibes here that was perfect comment yeah so. Yeah, that's all I'm about is summer. I, I, you know, because we live in Texas, it's damn near summer all year round. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm all about the happy vibes, pretty much good vibes all around. Yes, I can get a little dark, but we're not going to go there in this situation. I just wanted to pick something out. And the title itself, you know, Shotgun on Wedding, uh, that I felt like that kind of, kind of threw into the turn of phrase type situation. So if it hit the mark, great. If it didn't, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, it, I mean, it, it hit the mark for, for sure as far as a, a turn of phrase it, it was just it was it was interesting i mean it, the 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 title for sure hit the mark uh mm-hmm. and i enjoyed the song but like that that wasn't i know that seems weird but the, like the turn of phrase wasn't the song like it was just right. an element of the song which yeah, is cool I know. But, yeah correct yeah, yeah so for sure but okay uh ray keep keep rolling then yep uh, all right uh well i was gonna bug damon are you still there damon in the void 
Yeah, I'm here. Okay. What, what do you got for us, Damon? <laughs> oh, one of my favorite bands uh, from the 90s. And I think that uh, everybody could agree somewhat that this is Radiohead from the Benz. High and dry is the... Thought it was perfect for a turn of phrase. So, um, video, the music video is basically, you know, it's the band. <laughs> They're all just like playing music, <laughs> black and white, I think. And it's like, it's kind of got a cool, unique look to it, though. A lot of bands do that, but yeah, no, I think it was definitely like a fun, um, throwback for me because I, I love Radiohead. So, so if, if you guys listen to the Benz, like everybody's heard that album, gone through it. That's probably one of the one of the intros for me in the '90s that I think was yeah the most phenomenal like new music for for me around the grunge time, and then you got something like this coming in. It's just yeah, I, I've seen them live um, in festival form, and it was uh, not bad. I think it was a good night for Radiohead. So off the bends, we got high and dry. What do you guys think? So I'm going to be honest, like I, I know Radiohead and I know the hits. Uh, I've never listened to the album. I, I'm just going to be honest, but it, I like this song uh, a lot. It was really good, um, you know, totally matched the theme. And yeah, it, it was an enjoyable song. The, the funny thing was on the music video, uh, that's the, the classic rock formation from Star Trek. That's also in Bill and Ted's too. <laughs> Like oh, okay. they're, they're yeah. in California, and like that is the rock formation that's like shown up in like so many other movies. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So. Well, I think they pick on a lot of stuff too, like with like social commentary, satire, or whatever. But like they're yeah, they're Tom York is like the lead in this band. Um, mm. I didn't mention it's '95. This that's the year that this came out, right in the middle of the '90s, where Pearl Jam just came out with their fucking hit ten and. We covered that a little bit and, you know, and then you got the change up with, uh, probably every romantic comedy is pulled music from this album. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the turn of phrase high and dry. I think that's, yeah, definitely pretty cool. So yeah, with this one, I have to say, you know, Radiohead, I love Radiohead. I really do, but I was surprised that there was some Radiohead that I hadn't heard. Um, high and dry. I just hadn't heard that song. But I, oh, wow. I'm de- okay. yeah, wow. I, I don't know how that happened. But um, to me, I love 90s. Um, so, of course, you know, Radiohead is, is prevalent. But, you know, Creep is probably the one I think that most people know, right? If you're talking about Radiohead, they think that song. And they won't um, play it live, by the way. They refuse. <laughs> I can understand I don't know. why. Well, yeah. It might be your pick for next uh no. <laughs> yeah. There you go. It's it's probably because people ask for it so much and they just have gotten, you know, tired of it. And I can understand that. Um, you know, side note, I was at a concert one time and it was like uh, you know, the the wallflowers were playing and everyone just kept oh, wow. yelling, one headlight, one headlight, like over and over. And it's he like, just shut stopped. the fuck up. Shut yeah, the fuck up. He stopped mid-song and he was like, We're not gonna play one headlight. Like he got <laughs> And I wish, I wish that this was in a time where I had a cell phone in my pocket and was recording because that just would have been a perfect video. But 
Um, but yeah, yeah. So they, (laughs) you know, artists get like this about songs and, um, I can understand that, but yeah. So high and dry listened to this for the first time. And, um, I was kind of happy to discover some more Radiohead that I appreciated. So this was, this was a good pick. I liked it. And wallflowers. I, I, I just missed seeing them live. I I was offered free tickets and we couldn't go. Damn it. Uh, don't that you have been it a great... when you're an adult yeah. and your like schedules do not align? <laughs> yeah. Like, you... oh, I'm getting old. Do I can I actually do this now? Yeah. Yeah. You kind of caught me off guard with this one, bro. Just because, what, like you said, when I think of Radiohead, immediately creep comes to mind. But then I go to like Karma Police and then I go to like Fake Plastic Trees. Now, I don't know why it'll stick in my head as well, but I did not think of High and Dry. So when you actually said it, and put different album. It was like, okay, yeah. have I heard this song before? Then once I got through the intro and the guitar riff and everything hit me, and it was like, okay, yes, I have heard this before. And I know exactly where you were coming from with it. I just literally forgot about the song. Not saying that the song was forgettable by any means. It's just I wasn't a big Radiohead at the top fan at the time, so I really couldn't appreciate it at the time. Um, mm-hmm. But now, you know, being a little older, being able to go back to the 90s and, and relive some of that nostalgia. Now I can remember exactly hearing this one on the radio and thinking, oh, this is a pretty cool band. And all right. especially during that time of 95, I was I was just a four, so I was all over the place. But I, I definitely had the radio playing and everything. And this would be quite a bit. So I'm sure plenty of people went on dates to this music too. But uh, so there's plenty of horrors out there. I love Radiohead and Pablo Honey is uh, the the album that you're thinking of. That's that was their biggest hit. 93 mm-hmm. was like the big hits off the Pablo Honey. But uh, uh, the Benz is still a great album. Not as not as uh, memorable for me. I think that High and Dry was a bigger hit on that album. Not to say that it doesn't have hits, uh, but they're just a hit band. So just like the Wildflowers and games like that in the 90s. Uh, and can I just get a time machine go back to the 90s? <laughs> that would be nice. I would buy tickets for that. I, uh, I would oh, yeah. I would not because some of our clothing was atrocious. I would say that. <laughs> Hey, man. I have to I say had, it's coming back though. <laughs> I had a I had a pair of I had a pair of platform of Vans sneakers that oh, were yeah. green that were green suede with mm-hmm. a yellow little swish. I have been looking and gunning for a pair of those to have. I want to have those so bad, and I cannot find them. Yes, I want to go back to the '90s. Grab some of those staple pieces that uh, I was too young to appreciate, and bring them back to this time. That stuff's coming back. It is. It's going to be in fashion. Before you know it, the ten-year-olds are going to be wearing those cool shoes. That's like right from the movie Clueless, for sure. Like for yeah. sure. Like totally. Jeans <laughs> <laughs> and oh my god. You dreaming about Django jeans? All right. I can't. I can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> but the Spice Girls. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. <laughs> so while we're reliving the 90s, uh, Laura, what did you have for us for a turn of phrase? Turn of phrase. Yes. So, um, you know, I, I thought a little bit um, on this one because, I mean, there's those songs that kind of like pop in your head right away first, like, oh, man, I, I guess, you know, Stairway to Heaven, you know, stuff like that, whatever, you know, Wayne's World kind of fan. But 
So there's certain things that were popping in my head, but I was like, what could I think of that is a, is a song that I really like and enjoy and would, and would listen to today, put it on a playlist um, and tear you apart by She Wants Revenge. That is, that's my choice. Um, so yeah, that song, um, I, it's from California. Um, the band was created in 2004. Um, I found out about it. Um, I actually worked in a media department several years ago with a guy that used to play um, in California with a band. And so I was looking for some new music and he was like, hey, try this. Um, and so he sent me She Wants Revenge and Tear You Apart was one of the first songs that I heard from this band. Um, and it just had kind of this goth vibe to it, which I do tend to like, you know, darker music um, sometimes. I mean, do I like the nice, fun stuff? Sure. Um, but I, I love something with a with a deep, dark vibe to it. And she wants revenge, you know, delivers that. This song, um, specifically Tear You Apart, um, is, is about a relationship. So it, it starts out in the beginning of the song, like, you know, with a crush. Um, so it's a, it's a boy that has a crush on a girl. And of course, we all know, like, we've been through those before. Crushes, you know, can get um, kind of passionate and painful, right? It's not always that love that works out because um, it's passionate and problematic. And sometimes it's not returned. You know, sometimes it's it's love that's just one way. But um, the crush kind of continues to go to grow. And, you know, he's kind of talking himself through it. You know, maybe it's going to go away. Um, but they finally do get together, go on a date. Um, but then the song kind of takes you on this journey um, and the phrase tear you apart kind of it has double meaning. It's like, you know, he he loves this girl or has a crush on her so hard that like, oh, he wants to tear her apart. That can almost be a sexual, you know, kind of thing like, oh, you want to tear someone apart. Um, but I think also it kind of takes that double meaning in a darker way where, I mean, crushes like that really do tear you apart and can make you angry. And you just, you know, um, emotions like that, you know, um, they just, they cut you so deep and it can feel, you know, like you're, you're being torn apart and it probably could make you want to tear someone apart. And of course, that's, that's a turn of phrase. You know, you're not literally going to dismember them, you know, sorry, I had to bring my Halloween in. But um, yeah. What did you guys? Uh, what you guys think about? She wants revenge. So it, I I liked it. It was it for sure had the eighty sound to it. it. I felt like it. The vocals almost. I, I couldn't quite put my finger on it, but it sounded very much like eighties. But but I enjoyed it. Um, yeah. No complaints here. It, it's we've talked before um, on this podcast about how uh, you know uh, I will possess your heart and creep like there's songs that like if you listen to them you're like those are dark songs and and this very much goes into that saying like it, it's a catchy song that you like and then you're like if you take a minute to listen to it you're like what are what am I listening to but yeah uh, it, I I enjoyed it for for sure and yeah so and I totally get what you're talking about with it um, I was trying to look it up here while I was thinking about but it's kind of like 
I can't remember the name of that movie, but there's a, a movie where it's kind of a weird relationship. And he talks about how it, I wish you were a porcelain doll. And so I could smash your face and you're like, what the heck is this weird relationship? It's the, I don't know what kind of movies you're watching, but no, oh, that it's, it's the weird one where like he, he gets on a phone call and like, he gets so upset that like he rips the phone. He goes on a plane with the phone and he goes to where they called him from. Cause like they're trying to blackmail him. I, I it's a, it's an off movie. So like, it's like Eternal Sunshine, but it's a different movie oh. around that same era. So, but yeah. Yeah. When you were talking about like how this, you know, goes dark and stuff like that, um, you know, it reminds me too of like the Toady song, Possum Kingdom. You know, to me, that song always, I mean, it's got great vibes to it, but it's got like this deeper message. I swear that song is about vampires, you know, Um I'm I'm really glad that you, that you like the song. I mean, um, you know, of course, I'm just getting a feel for like your music taste, but this one's just it's a cool vibe for me. I I dig it. Cool biz, yes, I like the song as well. Um, it it touches on a fine line between infatuation and obsession, right? Because that line that you know you can you can literally love somebody to the point where you just want to end like where you want to you want to just like keep them in the same that they are forever. And no, that's not how life works. And that love is not reciprocated. And it almost like it, when we started talking about you know phrases and movies and things of that nature, it literally the first thing that came to my mind was have uh, that movie because you know it was that infatuation that got this person to do like crazy shit and so because of that you know you never know exactly how or how dark somebody will go or how just how much your touch on their life impacts them um especially when you're so young that you don't know how to uh, articulate those feelings and you don't know where to put them in a, in a proper place or not you know and that's that's something that we definitely have to watch out for you know especially with younger folks and things of that nature because some people can take their infatuation way too far and you know it's it's a scary moment and it's definitely something that needs to you know stay in communication because some people will hold that inside and this had that dark inside feeling type moment to it so for me i can definitely understand you know why you would pick this off um it does hit the nail on the head when it comes to the actual you know trying to phrase and you know the double meanings you know now that we're sitting up here talking about them it's like uh yeah that's you can tell go back to your mind in high school or, or middle school or when you even elementary probably just like somebody so much that you just ignore all the red flags and, and how you felt about them and you thought that they were all into you and then come find out like two weeks later talking to somebody else or not even thinking about you existing and that yeah. in itself you know deals with feelings and right about now feelings rule the world <laughs> we are a hypersensitive society and you know people's feelings are are now being addressed whereas before before. they just kind of got shoved underneath the rug so yeah that was really well said like even you know the word obsession like as soon as you said that i was like yeah that's the perfect word for this and it does feel young because it feels chaotic mm. you know it's it's unscripted you're unexperienced you know and you just let those emotions rule you mm-hmm. which sometimes you know music you get that because you know when people write songs and make songs i mean you're you're coming from a place of emotion. You're coming from a, pa- a place sometimes of experience. Um, and this one, this definitely, you know, came from some really strong, young emotions. So, oh, man, I'm so glad you saw all that in this. The video, yeah, the video is really terrifying. And I, I, I like at the end, I think, is that her band that pulls her out of the chaos? And 
away from like the um, the multiple people that are trying to get everything out of this woman that they can, and she just didn't know she was in in for. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I didn't know if that was her actual band at the end. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'll have to watch it. Or back. If, if that's the band, I guess that takes her out of the. She's not in the band, right? She's just a video like. Yeah, I think technically, <laughs> technically, so I've seen them once, and it's a it's a Fair duo. One. So it's it's just the the singer and then a guitarist. Um, it's two guys, and, right? Right, it's two yeah, guys. Yeah, so I think they're at the end. They pull the girl from the storyline here, but yeah, it's like she goes from a bad situation, and then it takes her realizing that she was in a bad situation, and then finally, finally, he gets people to help her out. But sometimes you got to rely on other people. I mean, that's um, the yeah terrifying story. Like, and they depicted it really well in the video. <laughs> so if you don't watch music videos, but then you watch it for this one, yeah, this is the, this is like the type of song that you want to watch it for. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're just bands sitting there playing guitars, <laughs> but this one yeah. they actually had a pretty cool uh, story with it. So yeah, wait, and I did enjoy how they subtitled everything like you could see them yeah. speak but rather than ruin the song they ju- they just subtitled it so you could mm-hmm. see the action and then it was interesting it's like okay so but yeah from a and the the movie i was thinking of was punch drunk love because oh, okay it, they're wow. super quirky people and like that the way they just talk to each other is like uh Okay, like a normal person would not say this this way, but yeah. I think I have seen that, but it, it has been so long. Um, so yeah, I'm, I might have to go back and watch that one. I'm, I'm glad you you looked that up because I was curious. I was like, man, what is that? That sounds so crazy. Yeah. Punch drunk love. Okay. Yeah. So, but okay. But yeah. So, was there anything else you had to say, Damon? I didn't mean to interrupt. No, I mean, that was, uh, I mean, very well said, you know, by, by everybody here. So, uh, really good pick, Laura. Yeah, like, I like the song. I like the music. And it has that, like, yeah, that mid 2000s, 2000 to 2010, eh, 2007 to 2010 kind of sound. A lot of bands around that time um, were changing it up. And I think that this is a very progressive uh, sound from the, that era, I guess. So awesome. I'm so glad you liked it. Well, they they started the band in 2004. I think the song was 2006. Um, but yeah, but yeah, you're hitting, you're hitting the time on it pretty much spot on. Um, yeah, the killers and other bands, you know. Yeah. That's another good one. Oh yeah. Like drop. No. Okay. So, uh, what's next guys? You tell us, Tosh. Uh, <laughs> at this point, <laughs> so it sounds like we've gone through everybody's song. So um, we're going to go ahead and drop the needle and switch over to side B. So, Tosh. Uh, oh, I, like you yeah. Some I, work for us there, buddy. Yeah, I, I did have some homework for you guys. <laughs> Sorry. I, I can't be my own hype man. I'm just saying, you know, unless I, I need to be my own hype man. <laughs> well, I mean, you're hype enough for all of us. So. <laughs> Kind of works out like that, bro. I got you. I got you. Um, all right. So it, I picked um, the album I picked was Eagles Greatest Hits. Um, it covers songs from uh, 1971 to 1975. Um, so let me first of all start with this is an actual record that my parents had. Um, I would listen to this all the time on my turntable. 
Um, so both sides, uh, you know, some records, you know, somebody would take erasers too and, and change stuff, but like the artwork on the Eagles, like that one never got touched and that album stayed pristine. Um, and so, uh, you know, the, from my point of view, like it, I would have to put like the Eagles in at least top five greatest rock bands, at least top 10. I mean, the thing was like Beatles were always really high for me. You know, I acknowledge the Rolling Stones, but like the Eagles were always up there. Um, you know, I have, you know, for sure Foo Fighters for me personally in the top 10, but you know, Eagles is, per- is even higher than the Foo Fighters as far as a great band. Um, and so, um, you know, I just want to kind of do this album because I think it's because it's more of their older stuff, um, you know, because, you know, their main hit, you know, Hotel California isn't even on this album. Um, and this is the, the album that I know the most. Um, and so uh, the, the other reason I kind of brought this up is like because this came out pretty much the same year that the Beatles broke up, right? Because they broke up in 76 or something. So, I mean, that's why it, it just it's crazy that they had a greatest hits and it was only for four years. <laughs> like not many bands go four years and then it's like, all right, we're going to do a greatest hits album. Um, and so I personally don't know a lot about the Eagles. I did do a little bit of research and I was like, OK, maybe it's a good thing I didn't know a lot about the Eagles. Um, uh, but uh, one the couple of things I did here was this album itself uh, beat uh, Michael Jackson's Thriller for both sales. Like Michael Jackson's Thriller had held the record, and then this album itself uh, came number one. And then supposedly even Hotel California came in number three or four. So like the Eagles have two of the most selling albums in history or, or something like that. So like until Drake, until Drake. Okay. So it, that, that makes sense. So, but yeah, so that's, you know, kind, kind of the reason why, why I picked that. So, but um, the, the other thing that I didn't realize is that it's mainly like it, two guys in, I apologize. I don't know the, the artist's name. I should have looked it up, but like um, two main guys were kind of like the main controlling group and the other three kind of felt left out. Um, and, you know, their creative process involved a lot of cocaine is <laughs> the other thing I, I saw. Uh, but yeah, it's, you know, with that being said, what I find, and I know we've talked about a lot about this with, with bands that, you know, we all mutually love, like you can't necessarily put them in a the box, right? Uh, you know, are they Eagles country? Are they rock? Are they disco? Like they, they have elements of all those sounds from the seventies and it's just, you know, you can't say that they're just one thing because, you know, one song will rock you out and then one will make you cry in your beer because <laughs> it's a tearjerker, right? Uh, and, you know, uh, it, it's just an amazing album. So th- that's where I, I picked it. So um, do I, I? I probably have to do my, my pick now, huh? <laughs> so... Uh- <laughs> Everybody just staring at me because um, I'm rambling. What'd you uh, pick? What'd you pick? What'd you pick? <laughs> well, I'm going to go for the obvious one because it's the obvious one. And and I think... The whole album's the obvious one. It's a fucking what, the, hit album. The whole album is the obvious one. Well, actually, I apologize. Oh, crap. What am I going to pick? Because um, there's Nothing. one you song I sing more at karaoke. And then there's another song that's just amazing that I think was probably their number one song before Hotel California. Uh, which I'm probably going to go with that one. Um, I'm sorry, my thing is messing up. That one may be... Desperado. Uh-huh. But you only want the ones that you can't get. 
Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. Cause I mean, take it easy, you know, um, is like the one I like to sing at karaoke, you know, um, you know, that gotta, one's like, she's so fun. Yeah. If you get a few, uh, whiskeys in you. Yeah. You know, seven women try to own me. <laughs> one's trying to stone me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that one, that song. Sorry and, to be a life, Tosh. Yeah, exactly. You know, I just want to be a guy in a, you know, anime series that's a harem, but it's never going to happen. So. <laughs> yeah, an animated harem. Okay. That's where we, we're getting out of the Eagles album, guys. That's animated harems. There we go. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, but it, Desperado, I, like I said, had, I'm not positive, but like it had to have been their number one hit before Hotel California. And it's that one, it's just like, you listen to it, you yeah, you want to drink and have a tear in your beer, but like the 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 song itself for how long it goes, it's like everybody probably knows all the lyrics to that song, <laughs> or if not, it's easy to sing along to. So, but yeah, so for sure, you too can be Antonio Banderas. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> not that desperado, not El Mariachi. <laughs> no. Uh- Let's see. That's a Quentin Tarantino movie, no? Well, yeah. Uh, was it Tarantino? I know the first you one. You can't mention that shit not talking about Quentin Tarantino, dude. <laughs> All right. No. I'll just jump in and say this. Um, for the Eagles, it, it, it's this has always been mind-boggling to me because they started the group in 71, right? So here you have a Greatest Hits album from 71 to 75, and you're thinking, okay, that's it. They're done. But no, they keep releasing. They stay together. You think they're going to split up like the Beatles, but they didn't. Then you have a volume two. Then you damn sure have a volume three. It's like they just keep going and it's like it doesn't stop. It's like I'm, that's like getting a lifetime achievement or three years being in the business. <laughs> like <laughs> it's kind of like who does that? Um, but you know, it, it, when you put out great work, people recognize great things. And so for them to put out the amount of songs and the type of songwritings that, um, Don was doing and, and, and how they actually came together and, and made, you know, their specific sound, like, I'm not mad at that. Um, do I love Hotel California more than anything? Yes. Yes, I do. But knowing that that's not on here, um, if I, going by this album, it, it's definitely not, it's not anything that's going to make you jump up and say, Oh, this is the best rock ever. It's, it's one of those that you have to sit down and listen to each song. And, you know, you can either sit down with a, with a, a glass of something to sip on and a cigar or you know you can take a ride with it and and literally just have the the wind blowing in the open air you know have your windows down in the car have your roof off and just sit back and listen to it and let it play as you go down the road so it definitely took me there in the situation and based on that my song pick from this particular album was tequila sunrise it's another tequila sunrise staring Slowly across the sky. I took somebody else's pick. My bad. Sorry. But that's the one that I'm going to ride out to. And I'm going to try to get away from the world for a minute and just sit back and listen and, and let that take over my my vibe, my soul. Um, am I going to say that I'm the hugest Eagle fan? No. I'm, I'm not even going to lie about that. With that being said, I'm never going to take away from their music because I respect them. Um, I do respect them as an artist. I do respect them as a band. I do respect the fact that, you know, you can, you can have 
longevity when it comes to music if you do it the right way. And they're one of the bands who was able to portray that not only in their lyrics, not only in their delivery, but also in just their overall being, right? Not very many band members stick together, not very many groups keep a name going, but they were able to do so decades upon the top. So for that, I tip my hat off to them. And, you know, I, I think overall, man, for you to pick this particular out, it was a great pick just because it wasn't coming out of left field. You weren't exercising your femininity. Um, <laughs> could have, but you, you, know, you didn't. And you stuck with a band that everybody should know about or at least should know something about them. And it's all time one of the all time greats. So no arguments here, man. Yeah, I, I love the Eagles. Um, you know, Dietrich, and when you said, you know, this really isn't maybe one of your favorite bands or whatever, um, for me, Eagles, I think they kind of are maybe. Maybe it's because I remember this. I remember this band from when I was a little girl. This is probably an album my dad would have picked, like to put in his, uh, you know, little CD case that we, that we took on, um, like road trips and things like that. As a family, you know, we're traveling in the minivan and he's got like this little case of CDs. This is probably one of those that he would pick. And so it kind of takes me back, um, you know, to that time, that music, my dad, his, taste in music and it definitely had an effect on me um it, it rubbed off on me um i i love the eagles um you know i i listen to them on vinyl i have eagle songs on you know several of my playlists on spotify um this is definitely i, I was surprised that it was a greatest hits album mm-hmm. and i know like you know taj was very quick out of the gate with you know i wouldn't normally maybe pick a greatest hits album um, but the surpriser here, the surpriser is that, yeah, how early that was for them. And, um, I just think they're such a great band, so powerful. They span, you know, this huge test of time, I think, with, with music. Um, for me, my pick on this, um, album is Witchy Woman. I mean, I kind of have to pick that. Uh, I, being a, a female, um, you know, that, that song is beautifully written and you feel like it is telling the story um, about this, this woman. I kind of picture it might be Stevie Nicks. I don't know why. Like, that's the image that I get. Um, I, I was picturing Cher. Oh, was it Cher for you? That's so fun. Yeah, I I could see that. Far off, by the way, but y'all are on the same, yeah, yeah. On the same room. Yeah, so um, that song, it's, you know, it, to me, it kind of feels classic because it's a familiar song. I do think people kind of identify with it, especially if you are a little witchy and you like your little flowy skirts and, you know, maybe you're... Uh, all about the zodiac, and you you maybe have some burning sage that you keep close just in case things get crazy. Um, I don't know. That's such a great song. Um, I was surprised to learn that it was like their first song um, that hit top ten. Um, you know that I I don't know. I mean, it's a great song um, for them, but man, did the Eagles just they came right out of the gate just with so much great music and man what what a great band yeah i think the eagles are great um yeah a little bit of a uh, fun fact my brother-in-law had uh, played 
he plays um, violin and other instruments, but he, him and other musicians were, were commissioned to play the orchestra part of the Eagles show in Austin. I think it was about a year ago or two. Yeah. I didn't get to go see him, but uh, that's phenomenal. So he was like basically able to go, you know, I don't know if he met them all. I can't remember the story. Uh, maybe sometime I'll have him on. He can talk about it. But um, yeah, Don Henley's great. I like his solo career too. I like um, yeah, the Boys of Summer. That's that's a pretty good one. Um, and Joe Walsh also. I mean, he did a uh, solo career. The Eagles in general. I don't think that I liked the Eagles first out of the out, out the door. Like I I didn't really know their music. And when I was younger, I might have heard some of it here and there. Parents listening to it, and then you know when I was younger, I thought everything that that my parents listened to was weird and stupid, so I had to be different. But then I, you know, you grow up a little bit, and I think I grew up kind of fast, so I realized kind of quickly that the, that band, like the Eagles, were pretty good. I can hear a lot of their stuff in bars, you know. It's like that's the kind of scene I guess that I gravitate to in my mind. Um, but uh, Already Gone is my favorite. I think it's like a great song letter to, you know, I guess the woman in his life that, you know, she was going to ditch him and he ditched her first. <laughs> He's kind of like, I'm, I'm out of here. And that's the take that I got on it. Anyway, that's, that's what I got from what I think they're talking about in the song. <laughs> but, uh, it's like taking care of yourself, you know, realizing what you need, um, uh, get the fuck out, you know? So <laughs> he ain't taking no shit. And I can see, yeah, I can see where he's coming from. Not from like a relationship standpoint. I think I'm good there. But uh, as far as like people in your life that are toxic and situations you got to get out of, you know, this is a fun one. Yeah, <laughs> I think going back to not uh, having you cut you off, bro. Sorry, but no, no, you're, you're good. You just kind of, kind of hit the nail on the head of you know, growing yeah. up in nostalgia. I'm, I'm tripping because as I'm thinking about it, I grew up on Alabama. I grew up on Grateful Dead. I grew up on, um, you know, Fleetwood Mac. I grew up on all of these different bands, Beach Boys, all of these different bands. Yeah, Beach Boys were great. Moving around the same time that this band was out. But I can't remember when somebody just sat down and listened to a whole Eagles album in front of me. <laughs> that ain't going to happen. No, or it no, wasn't no, going to no happen. No knock on them by any means. I'm just saying, like I said, all these other bands that I literally <laughs> grew up on. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, I, now I'm now thinking about it. I think it was because I thought of them as just laid back music. I did not give them the actual chance for the artistry that they have. I may go back and listen to some more cuts, you know, out of the 71 to 75. Like I respect it, but I think between them and ABBA, I think you just came out with, with, you know, greatest hits albums that were too soon. Um, so to speak, it shouldn't have been a volume one and a two. It should have been a, just a volume one of all their hits put together type situation. So. That's just that's the kind of thing that just threw me off. But um, at, at the same token, though, I like I said, I will not deny their music and their artistry. I cannot do it with with even the earth of my heart. I cannot do it. I cannot deny them being top five that are alive band. I just know for my taste, it's just not what I grew up on essentially. And I grew up on a lot of crap. Like I I've literally got a lot of music thrown through my head, and it's like trippy on the fact that um all good. I I, I just couldn't get past the fact. 
of, damn, why didn't I listen to the to the Eagles earlier? And I think it was just because I thought they would just lay back, almost like yacht music. Uh, you know, we had talked about that before. I think it was kind of like that type of situation. But, um, you know, maybe maybe I'll change my mind. Maybe I'll go back and give them a second or third chance and actually be open-minded listening to it versus, you know, coming with my own preconceived thoughts. Yeah. Well, and the other thing I was going to throw out was that uh, it, there's, it seems like there's some couplets in here because like lying guys right before already gone is like is is crazy uh you know and lying guys i think is an amazing song because like it, it's her lying to everyone else but then it's also her lying to herself um and then like with desperado it, having one of these nights come right after desperado like it just it kind of couples together like there's you know uh songs that uh, that just like you listen to one and then it, it helps to listen to the other one so um so that was yeah i like their i like the solo work they did i like the the whole the band as a whole i mean you have like genius artists coming out of this band this is the eagles i mean shit uh but yeah i i it does to me it it's like this is my parents music but <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that i mean it's right at one point there was something wrong with, with that i i mean i i inherited records from my dad uh well before he had passed away but um like bands like the doors led zeppelin jimmy hendrix no Eagles record though, <laughs> so yeah, I, I didn't get I didn't get an Eagles record. That's probably why I didn't sit down and listen to Desperado and you know just get into it and seeing it, listen to it over and over and over again, like I did the Doors and other stuff like that. Because there wasn't always a, a Pandora and a Spotify. It was gotcha. a goddamn tape that you got from a store, and then it moved to a disc that you're like, "What the hell do I do with this thing?" And uh, of course, record is probably the best sound. <laughs> so right. Uh, but yeah, this, if I do get an Eagles album, it better be on a record because I mean, that's, that'd be, that'd be a, a legitimate, great sound on the right speakers and all that. But, uh, yeah. Um, vinyl is definitely the way to go on some of this. And, um, you know, I love when you can hear just like the pops and the scratches and just those little, I don't know, uh, audio texture. Yeah if you will, you know, when you have vinyl, oh, yeah. you, you've got to listen to Dietrich. You've got to listen to Hotel California, but like the live version to me. Right. Oh gosh, that one is just so good. Okay. I'll definitely check that out. Yeah. Wait, and like, you know, I try and watch music videos and like uh, the, the only one that the Eagles had were mostly live concerts. And so a, a live concert, it, the one I watched was the live version of them doing Desperado. And it's, What's crazy is like the crowd is going nuts, like right when it starts. And then like once he gets into it, like dead silence, like you could hear a pin drop and there had to been like a you know a good thousand people. Like that's how crazy that, that that song was that like, you know, just like everybody was so quiet. So, yeah. So uh, was there anything else you guys had to say? No, I think we're good. I think everybody's got a good, good points across. I think this was a good episode, especially in terms of going into depth of uh, what was being delivered. And uh, Thomas, go ahead and uh, here's your scratch. Well, actually, but before I do that, because I'm always bad about this, somebody has homework for us. I don't know who, but I'm just throwing my hands up. I think it's Dietrich. So, because uh, it, it, there's no brand in here to me just skip over him. So I was like, you know, well, I guess I can skip over Brandon and go at Dietrich. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think you're wrong. <laughs> I guess essentially you're doing that. Yeah. Uh, there, there is no Brandon, only Laura. Only Ooh. Laura, right? Ooh. True. Oh. True. Burn. This is all true. Burn. Ooh. <laughs> this. fired. No, I'm like, um, <laughs> yes, I do have homework for the masses. Um, this particular album is something that's not near and dear to me by any means. Um, and it was a marketing scheme, but we'll get into it uh, a little bit later. But uh, the album is. Excuse me. The artists are because it's, it's plural. It's art. It's two of them. Um, two of the biggest names in the industry. Uh, one for different reasons, and you know, one for other reasons. So, um, the name of the album is "Best of Both Worlds." The artist in question is Jay Z and R. Kelly, the infamous Robert Kelly. So, uh, be sure to tune in next week. Interesting. Or, or whenever it comes out for that particular uh, function, because uh, yeah, we're definitely gonna dive in onto this particular album. The good parts, the bad parts, and the uh, all in between. Yeah, let it be known that he said R. Kelly with like a wince on his face. So <laughs> there was literal pain that he was feeling there when saying that. Uh, just in case that didn't come across, you know? Needed to <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. All right. right. Well, I'm going to go and wrap things up then. Uh, This has been Trace Tracks. You can find this on our website of tracetracks.com, or you can email us at tracetracks at gmail.com. Both of those end with a Z. Uh, We have matching playlists on both Pandora and Spotify. And we ask that you please subscribe and listen to all past and future episodes. Let's go and sign out. I've been Taj. I'm Laura. I'm Damon. And I'm done with this podcast. I quit. <laughs> Damn. Oh, were the Eagles that bad? Come on. All right, until the next episode, then I'm back in. But uh, I'm Dietrich, and uh, we're going to pick up the needle, but y'all keep spinning those choice tracks. <laughs> you quit. Okay, don't quit. We're going to have, uh, it's going to be me and Taj and two guest hosts. <laughs> Dietrich, you're too good at this to quit. Is it because it's late? Or is it because you said R. Kelly? <laughs> Let's go out that R. Kelly. That's all. Awesome. <laughs>